Hello, and welcome back to Unhinged Movie Misfits. I'm Sam. And I'm Kayla. What do we got for him this week? We have The Wrath of Becky. We we don't have a whole lot this week. (laughs) We're going to do our best. Well, see, what happened this week is uh, usually our quota is two movies in theaters a week. Um, We've been doing this for a while, even even way before the podcast even yeah we we try to even outside of the podcast we we typically see two movies and on average in theaters a week yeah so i saw two movies in theaters for the, for this week <laughs> I, I refuse to watch fast x <laughs> she she would not go with me to watch fast x i was at my man movie quota y'all you need to have my back here i was at my man movie quota for the month i couldn't do it i wasn't going to yeah so i went with one of my bros he went on a bro date yeah went on i had a whole bro date with my bro <laughs> he was like we got out of the movie and now we're going to dinner i was like that's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we watched another movie, and then he never didn't even kiss me and just left. Yeah, <laughs> Zach be like that. He just yeah. Irish goodbye. He's like, okay, I'm going. And then he doesn't even lock my door. <laughs> I'm like, someone could have murdered me. He doesn't take care. Of, he doesn't take care of you very well. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't take care of his little princess. So we'll get to Fast X. Uh, that's later in the episode. That'll be the second one. Uh, so Wrath of Becky. This was, I. Ha- it's a sequel, and I hadn't even seen the first one. The first one is on a streaming service. We saw it while we were scrolling. Yeah, we, we saw that it was up there. So uh, it looked interesting. Uh, most of the reviews, though, say that the second one is the better movie. But uh, the first movie, which we didn't see, and, and we were fine. They do a few flashbacks. I don't think it was really necessary. I didn't feel like I really lost too much from. Yeah, it looks like you. It looks like you can watch the Wrath of Becky and without watching the first one and be fine. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a new storyline. They give you a little bit of background, but it doesn't feel like you're missing any huge details. There's a little bit of a through line with a key that doesn't even get resolved in this movie. So it seems like there's a third one coming, which I I guess I'm fine if the so this series, uh, the Becky series, uh, the Becky planned trilogy apparently (laughs) is uh in the first movie uh some neo-nazis kill her dad and she gets revenge basically yeah i understand like i said i haven't seen it so the neo-nazi in the first movie is apparently played by kevin james which you know maybe that's why i never watched this (laughs) movie i see kevin james and i'm just turned off by the movie i'm like i'm not watching this but after watching this, I'm like, I don't know, I kind of want to see neo-Nazi Kevin James get his ass kicked. Yeah, what if this is the role that he's really great at? Yeah, I, <laughs> so we might go back and watch that one. We'll keep you guys in touch if we reach that. But we saw this because we saw what was out, and we would refuse to see Little Mermaid. <laughs> so there wasn't much out. There wasn't some bullshit comedy or this. Things have been a oh, little yeah, that, rough there wasn't that even dad movie that um robert de niro yeah there wasn't too many art movies either so it was kind of slim's pickings this week so we saw um saw this because i just saw a uh teenage girl murders a bunch of maga hads yeah and I'm like, oh, soul. So I, don't, I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I don't care if it's if it's low budget. I just <laughs> that's all I want from the story. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw an article in Fangoria about it, so I'm like, okay, that means it's going to be pretty gory if Fangoria is talking about it. So, uh, um, it's kind of along the lines of Sisu, I guess, because it's a action movie. It's not really too much action, though. I wouldn't even call it an action movie. I don't know. Yeah, 
It's a it's a really low budget movie. It like is. you can feel how low a budget that it has. Because Becky isn't so much. She's a she's a young girl. Like how old is she? Like sixteen. Sixteen in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's a young girl. So, you know, it's not like some John Wick. She's like doing stunts. Like if she gets caught, she's fucked. Like she can't fight her way out of it. She's not an action star. But what she is good at is making traps. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Maga Murder Home Alone. Yeah, she she she's good at them underestimating her and then luring them in situations where she can kill them because they're just like, Oh, it's a young girl. And then they end up in one of her traps. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of the flow of the movie. And that kind of is what happens one by one to these MAGA heads. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I guess we're going to kind of get into spoilers now and run through the, the gist of the movie. Um, so the, like it says, it's a sequel, so it kind of runs you down on the first movie, so that was spoiled for me. Her dad dies, she kills a bunch of Nazis, and then she's on the run on her own. Movie starts out with her in and out of foster homes, and then she settles down with an elderly black lady who lets her do traps and survival training in the backyard yeah this this woman just does not she's like whatever we all have a we all have a past and we all have our lives it's fine you can set up those traps and do whatever you want girl uh i don't think i really recognized her that actress from many things i I recognize her from a few things but i can't really put my finger on it maybe more tv i don't really see many of her film roles but uh, speaking of actresses, so we were just going through this at the beginning. I didn't really recognize her too well. But the uh, woman that's playing Becky is Lulu Wilson. And she's been a, a child star for a while. And she played in The Haunting of Hill House as uh, the young, young Shelby. Mm-hmm. And then the one that kind of surprised us is she played in the miniseries Sharp Objects. Yeah, I did. As soon as you said that, I recognized her face and... It took me a second because she's, I was like, she's the girl in roller skates. It's the sister. Like this, yeah. she's the, she's one of the main characters in Sharp Objects. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed her. She wasn't, you know, wasn't too a dramatic a role for her, but she was fun. Uh, it's kind of a fun movie in general. It's, uh, it's definitely like a com. it's definitely a comedy. Yeah. And then, you know, it's a comedy because the leader of the, of the MAGA group, they're basically there. So if you, um, if you know about uh, right-wing extremist organizations and, like, there's a lot of, like, little funny, like, drops to, like... Yeah, their, there's, th- there's some major nods to the current political environment and how those those extremist groups are. Yeah, like, there's there's little hints and jokes, so I was catching those. That, that was keeping me up. So the movie kind of starts with her serving some of these MAGA heads at, while she's a waitress, and she they, they piss her off, and she, like, spills coffee in one of their laps, So which escalates to them attacking her at her house and killing her um, guardian, I guess, is what she is. Yeah. And then she follows them. Just because of that, not because they're Nazis at the beginning, even though the first movie was about her killing Nazis. Or, yeah, I think they were, were straight-up neo-Nazis in this, and in this they're more coded to be... I mean, they're still white supremacists. They're coded to be a, pretty much like a, um, a one of those patriot groups. Yeah. Like the Oath Keepers or, or the Proud Boys. It's I kind do. Of well, they're like called that. the Noblemen in the, the movie. The Noblemen, yeah. yeah. So it's... Yeah. But I like that because... 
I'm sorry. I've I've said this before in past podcasts now is not everything needs to be spelled out for everyone all the time. And not, you know, you don't need one of them to say, I'm a neo-Nazi. You know, these are neo-Nazis because they're part of this extremist group. Yeah, they they focus, they, they kill a black woman, they don't say anything about it. So I feel like they don't focus on the race as much, but what they do focus on is how much they hate women. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the the big focus yeah. throughout this entire movie is how much they hate women, all women. Yeah, and uh, well, not all women because the the big twist at the end is it is being, mommy issues. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, no, no, we're back to mommy issues. We're back to mommy issues. Uh, so they're they're she goes to the neo Nazi cabin, and uh, she finds out they're planning on attacking a senator and i was thinking you know like i said it's a pretty low budget movie if this was a bigger bigger budget movie like it's just like a cabin with like how many are there there's just like four five of these neo-nazis five one like they kill one of their own off yeah like, there's five yeah i think they start out with six because mm. there's that that coward that coward ass guy yeah or the one that they view the one that was actually like had him not a moral code because he's still he was still like a conservative piece of shit but he didn't want to do the insurrection and yeah. he didn't know that that's what they were they doing wanted to attack a female senator because they hated her because she was a female senator a female democrat so it was kind of like an aoc type that they you wanted see to that, attack. yeah that yeah, one yeah. was very obvious too i think even the last name of the the senator in the movie was uh similar it was like hernandez or something yeah yeah senator hernandez and i was like oh okay that they're making that kind of obvious she's, she's a woman and she's ethnic yeah uh like i was saying if if she um if this was a bigger budget movie you could see them like leading to like the actual rally and trying to stop it there mm-hmm. i thought like if it was a bigger budget movie these nazis or these proud oath keeper type people would call in reinforcements but really is just her versus these like six seven of them which is a more realistic take yeah it, like she's I said, not, it's she, not i don't she's think not she's doing supposed to be john and, wick but she's more like the home alone kid just digging like pits yeah. and trapping them in pits which i liked it. The, gr- the grenade in the mouth whenever he opened up the door that was funny yeah <laughs> uh so it it does give a good bit of blood too um that's basically the the focus of the movie her trapping them one after one trying to piss them off ping them off one after one i was saying that the leader of these people is sean william scott and i haven't seen him in forever yeah i haven't seen him dustin had brought it up at barley's uh i haven't seen him since evolution in anything yeah so it had been a while since i've seen him in anything major and he was pretty good in it i thought he did a great job like i wasn't mad to see him i like sean william scott i don't think that i've ever like inherently hated him in something he just kind of always played the same character i think yeah he he, was kind of one note he is kind of one note but he does play a good note on the one note (laughs) well that was the problem i think he kind of aged out because his one note was being like like a little shithead a teenage like college kid shithead and he played that until he aged out and he's not really playing that in this he's more of a calm collected ex-military guy yeah it works he's a he's grown into his features and stuff and i don't know i liked it maybe we'll see him more and stuff yeah so uh we alluded to earlier that the a reveal in the movie is that uh it's the real villain is uh Sean William Scott's mom. 
Oh, who, yeah. Who smokes and... Daryl. Her <laughs> yeah. name is also Daryl. They're both named Daryl. He was named after his mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, the background behind that is that she's... Becky is going to look for Daryl, and she makes a joke. She's like, there's only two Daryls in here in this uh, in this town. And she goes to the first Daryl, and it's a woman with an oxygen tank, and she's smoking. smoking. Yeah. That reminded me of my Nana. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that to come around. I was like, maybe she'll blow up. That's, I thought that was going to come around, too. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was kind of a smoking gun, or Chekhov's gun, I mean. That didn't pay off, but her death was still pretty funny. I think I'm going to go ahead and spoil the death. I think that was just more, maybe it was just more of a nod to how stupid she is. Yeah. You know, she thinks she's some mastermind of the nobleman, but at the end of the day, she's just someone's Nana smoking with an oxygen tank. Yeah. And the, the, uh, so this old lady's death is, uh, she gets a, what did she put in her head? She put a knife in her head. It was a knife. She puts a knife in her head. And then like, you think she, so Becky comes back later in the movie and she's up and you're like, how is this old lady up? She has a knife in her head. And she's like, the old lady has a gun and she's like, oh, I'm not dead. And then she like tries to take a shot at her. She's like, you didn't, you didn't hit my brain. Yeah. And then <laughs> she like shoots and like, she's like facing a table completely in the opposite direction. So it was like one, one last little joke that was pretty good. <laughs> that, that one was a good joke. Yeah. I was like, dang, that, that was a good one. I laughed really hard. I think that I don't, there was only a few people in the theater with us that night. Yeah. And I don't know that I heard any of them laughing as yeah, hard as we were. There's a few people just in the back. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're usually the ones in the theater that are laughing the hardest in any movie we see. We, we are the the balcony Muppets trademark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trademark don't sue us, Disney. <laughs> so we just sit in the front. We sit front and center. Not, not in the very front, but, you know, in the middle front where it's actually, you can actually see the screen really well. And we are always in the middle and we just like we literally just laugh at everything. <laughs> yeah, anything that we find even slightly funny, and sometimes it's we inappropriate. Start cackling out. <laughs> you know, yes, sometimes we haven't really hit one of these movies yet where we just like are tired of the movie and hate it. So me and Kayla just start like like we say muppeting the movie yeah. <laughs> and because we try to make our own entertainment we haven't had one of those yet i think we said in the past probably one of the worst ones was the eternals yeah the eternals has been the worst one hated us and wanted to kick us out More, of that theater. oh my god morbius was the other one that we kind of got bored with and started trying the muppet but then it wasn't interesting enough to muppet yeah, that was the problem with that movie. People wanted to turn it into memes. And I, I noted the other day that all the memes in Morbius are not things that actually happen in the movie because the movie isn't even so bad it's good. It's just kind of boring. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we we like to Muppet and scream. We're not scream, but la- no, we're we not screaming. Yeah, we, we don't. We're not rude to people around they, us. They hear my laugh on the podcast. Then. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Hey, in editing, uh, I hope the episodes sound great now. But in editing, you can see when Kayla laughs because it's like the big spike <laughs> on the waveform. <laughs> it's really obvious. Our our uh, sound editor was like, "And this right here is Kayla," <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> he, he was was like who wants to place a bet that this is kayla's laugh and i was like i know it's my laugh and he was right <laughs> so that yeah that carries so yeah we we thought it was funny low budget movie you know i gave it a 3.5 because i didn't think that you know there was no x factor 
I like using that now after we watched X and Pearl. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, for, you use that all the time. Like you're just some sophisticated. I'm, I'm going to start using that term. <laughs> there was no X factor in this movie. Yeah. There's nothing that really drew me in and made me say, oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can like a movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but nothing really pushed me over the edge in this one. Uh, but the, um, so the plot of the movie too, one of the threads coming through is that she had all the name of this, uh, oh, yeah. organization. And that was a thing in itself where, again, you have to be kind of aware of political things to really get every single nod in this movie. But the idea that they have a thumb drive because they don't want the government in their business. Yeah. And so they have like a secret thumb drive that no one has any access to connected to a laptop with no supposed no access to it. And of course the issue with that thumb drive existing is that if you lose it, all of that information is absolutely gone forever. Yeah. So a lot of the plot revolves around her having that as leverage and fighting these people. But that ends up pulling through in the end because she gets, uh, like, job sniped by the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing about that thumb drive, too, is that I think that a lot of people would think that whenever you, you put that thumb drive in with all the names, that you would only have, like, several dozen. There was thousands of names on this list. And that was a message in itself too. like stop thinking that there's only a dozen dozen people like this that exist. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed that about the movie because we've said in our previous episode, like you can always kill Nazis and these these domestic terrorist groups that a lot of people just see as normal Republicans, like they need to be punched down on in movies. Yeah. And by punched down on, I mean, have a grenade pushed well, in their yeah, mouth we were and leaving the pen the, pulled out. We were leaving the theater and I said... This is the political environment right now where we need one of these movies to come out once a month at least. Yeah, well, I need, I need to watch keep, a movie. Just keep punching at them. I need a movie of, you know, Nazis being murdered. I yeah. want, yeah, I think I said specifically that I want one to come out where it, it is kind of like John Wick, but I want like a malignant style murder scene where they just like get wrecked for yeah. 20 minutes straight. I think the <laughs> Nazi movie that's going to be coming out this month is going to be... Indiana Jones, so we might not have the same impact, but he's going to be fighting Nazis. He's always fighting Nazis. Yeah. At the end of the movie, there is another haunting of Hill House character at the end. Kate Seeks. How do you pronounce her last name? Segel. Segel. Yeah. Maybe. After all of this has happened, gets Becky in there and recruits her into the CIA, and this is where they're getting into what's going to be the third movie in this trilogy where she looks at her and says, do you want to find out where this key goes? Because she opens up the key and there's coordinates inside of the key. And Becky is like, hell yeah, of course I want to be the 16-year-old person in the CIA. And I don't really know how I feel about... Mm. <laughs> it's uh, kind of unrealistic because I know that the CIA isn't sending out 16-year-old girls to blow up Nazis. Well, I also know that the CIA isn't always, like, the greatest of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just listened to a podcast about the MK Ultra and how... Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the tip of the iceberg with the CIA in general. So, I don't know. Maybe a little copaganda at the end. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, like it I was said, a little... as long as they're blowing the fuck out of Nazis, we'll watch Becky 3. Oh, I feel like they could have written that a little better to find a way to find the coordinates of that key 
do something that didn't involve the CIA. Well, I think they also wanted to give Becky full reign on hunting down these types of people and just giving her a reason to which kill is, them even. Which is fair. I don't know. That's just my, my personal my personal opinion. I don't I didn't take anything off for it. Like yeah. I like I did the covenant. <laughs> uh I think there's not been a lot of people talking about this movie. I just realized there was like only a thousand people have listed it as watched on Letterboxd. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. I gave it I, I gave it three and a half too because like I'm gonna use Sam's phrase now. There was no X Factor. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a fun watch. It's a fun low budget movie. Check it out. Um maybe watch the first Becky, maybe we will later. Yeah, I kind of want to watch the first Becky, mostly because Kevin James is the the leader of (laughs) neo-Nazis in that one. But of course, it's they 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 talk about in it that they are they kind of hang out in little pools, like little what is it called cells? cells, Yeah, little cells. The the neo-Nazi polycules. They're the incels. <laughs> the incels. Oh, my God. <laughs> Father's Day is coming up, and you can tell by the amount of dad jokes Sam makes. <laughs> so this next movie, like we said at the beginning, is only going to be me. Kayla's just going to be making some references, but I saw Fast X. Uh, so she refused to go to see it with me. And you know what? Fair. <laughs> she did not miss anything. It didn't anything. sound like I missed anything. Uh, I th- you know, honestly, this is one of the worst movies of the year. Um, I think it is one of the worst movies I've seen in theaters this year. The only movie that pissed me off more was Knock at the Cabin, which we didn't talk about that on the show. But, oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. Uh, a uh, lot of people liked Knock at the Cabin, but I think those people just don't understand what happened in the story very well. I think that they just didn't look or at Or the it. source material. Or, or, they, or, yeah, or they didn't have knowledge of the source material. But anyways, we thought that Knock at the Cabin Dang was... Dang it, what, I don't get to go on a rant about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to, it's going to be a longer episode. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but it was, uh, we thought it was homophobic we thought it it was was a homophobic movie it was you know gay people have to sacrifice themselves to make everyone else happy what what the fuck kind of message is that what kind of dipshit watches that movie like i we left the theater being like i was like that was it and then like i immediately i hadn't read the book but i immediately looked up what happened in the book and i'm like i looked it up and i was getting pissed like as i was reading it because in the book the opposite that it had like the total opposite message of in the the end of the book the gay couple says fuck you all in the world ends yeah it, it, the book's message was more like we shouldn't have to change our lives to appease a the bunch rest of christians of the world. or a bunch of religious zealots that come to us yeah but it, from what i've read and what i've known about m night Shyamalan, he's christian he's a christian and he he obviously takes the well why can't we all just be happy yeah, Kate. and his 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 ideology just slips through too much. Where I think that it comes to the thing of like, because Christians really do think that they think that gay people might are bringing are bringing about Sodom and Gomorrah and bringing about the end of the world. And, yeah, and that no, is, they legitimately bring that. They legitimately say that where they say that gay people being gay, they're like, oh, we have to care about it because them existing and being open is bringing on the end of the world. The world is turning so bad now because of them and they want them to be quiet about it again. Yeah. 
So that was your quick review for Knock at the Cabin. It was a better, well-put-together movie of Shyamalan's, but, like, the messaging in it is fucking trash. Like, fuck Shyamalan. Fuck that movie. It, like, if you... <laughs> like I said, a lot of people gave that a pass because they just don't have the media literacy or the knowledge of the book to actually understand. He should have... He yeah, he should have kept with the original plot of the movie... Or the book. It, the book was... Yeah, the book plot the was great. You change the end of, of a book, you change its messaging. You change what it's supposed to be about... Like, yeah, anyway. But didn't he do that in old, too, from the yeah, source material? Yeah, I, I read the source material of old, which was French and had a lot more nudity. <laughs> it was a lot better. <laughs> like, M. Night Shyamalan just, like, is a bad storyteller, in my opinion. He is a bad storyteller. But anyways, that was our review of, secret review of Knock in the Cabin. <laughs> that was our knock on Knock in the Cabin. <laughs> but that was, Knock in the Cabin is the worst movie of the year. So far, it's X, X. Fast X is second worst movie of the year. I gave it two stars. Um, you know, my friend that I went on my little date with to see, he was like, you know, at least it's going to have some interesting action scenes to get through. But like the movie was just such bullshit that by the time it ended, all my goodwill for any fun that I had previously was starting to erode. Wasn't Jason Momoa the villain? Isn't he the villain in this one? Yeah. And... Like, I see what they were going for, but he was kind of all over the place. He plays kind of this, like, crazy, like, some people's reviews were, like, he kind of, kind of has, like, a jokery, like, ha-ha, I'm having so much fun. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm a crazy guy. And, like, it just doesn't work half the time. Like, he's trying to get revenge on the X family because, you know, it's all about family. It's all about family. <laughs> this movie franchise is, like, fucking Olive Garden at this point. All they talk about is family. And yeah, they because they just away. add people to their family. They're like, hey, <laughs> you were in one movie with us. You are family now. You've been to here once. <laughs> You've been here once. Yeah, that's true. I, I hate Olive Garden, but if I walked in there, they wouldn't know who I am. They'd be like, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, uh, history of the Fast franchise for both of us. Uh, I think I saw one, two, and three, and then zipped out of that. And I think that's the same for you, right? Yeah, I've only seen the first three. I've never seen another so one after, after that. So after the fucking shit show, like high school mess that was, high school drama mess that was fast, fat, three fast, three furious. Oh, three, what was it? Three, three fast, three furious? Yeah. So after that mess, Tokyo Tokyo Drift, we we didn't, <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Tokyo <laughs> Drift. After that shit, I didn't stay with the series during during all of that shit. But then uh, I went and watched Fast Nine, or I think it was just called F Nine. God, these fucking movie titles. F Nine. <laughs> F Nine. That's what it was called. So we saw. I saw. Oh, I saw F Nine. It was I another think they date should with go my, to Twelve, and they should call it F Twelve. Yeah, F Twelve. <laughs> I like that one. I would like that one. <laughs> oh, God. There's too many cops in these movies anyways. Uh, so I saw F9 again with a date with my bro. And um, I actually enjoyed it. I gave it, uh, you know, not a very high score, but a three and a half. Like, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very self-aware. There were multiple times throughout the movie where they were, were like, there was a scene that I was like, you know, somebody shoots at them, and then it's like, oh, and I was like, this is so stupid. They should have hit them. They were right there. And then later in the movie, the, they have bullet holes in their shirts, <laughs> but not them. And they're like, what? What's this? 
And then they're like, bro, I think we're invincible. <laughs> and I'm like, never mind. This is great. They are super self-aware. And that's the one where they go to space. So they're like, we're invincible. Like, we have to go to space. And they're like, we can do it because we're invincible. Let's take a car to space. And I'm like, there you go. That's what I want. I want it to be as ridiculous as fuck, but acknowledge how fucking ridiculous it is. Yeah. Because these movies, they have, like I was even thinking while I was watching Fast x or whatever the fuck like even if you had a video game and these like physics planned in it you could not make things act the way they do that the climax of this movie he was you know they're in a situation and you're like oh how are they going to get out of this situation and i'm just thinking in my head well if i was him i would just drive off in a thin air and somehow the physics would change and save me and guess what he did he did that <laughs> he drove off into thin air oh my god <laughs> and guess what he can just drive down a vertical <laughs> like a god that's my favorite stunt and you're just like what <laughs> this isn't how physics work uh, this is my dylan moment I mean, I'm okay with letting go of physics and disbelief in these movies if they acknowledge that. But this one took itself too seriously. It was just kind of all over the place, too. It was like over two hours long, too. I want to watch a Mythbusters episode <laughs> where they do fast, fast and Furious stunts. Uh, yeah. Wait, I think they have done a few of them before, if I'm not mistaken. I'm okay with them being stupid. I just want them to acknowledge it a little better and this one was had a different director than the previous movie this one is directed by um lewis letterier i god i i'm sorry folks every fucking week you're gonna come here and i'm gonna fuck up everyone's fucking name (laughs) Uh, everyone's names are fucked up equally (laughs) he did he did the transporter movies or at least the first two which also had ridiculous physics he did the hulk movie (laughs) He did the really shitty Clash on the Titans movie, Oof. and he did the sh- that fucking Now You See Me movie, which I also hate. I do not like that I movie. hate that movie. Uh, so I did not really enjoy his previous movies either, so I don't know what the fuck I was looking for. But one of the other things that really bothered me in this movie was, was like one of the things I thought was most ridiculous was the fight between Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron, because they just fight for no reason. And I'm like, why are they fighting? Oh, yeah, because they can and they want to stick a fucking scene in here. Yeah. And the the villain of the last movie, the, you know, the last movie that I actually liked, it was it was John Cena. And they brought him in and he's a good guy now. And everyone loves him because he's family now. Oh, he's family. Well, he actually is family. But now he's like a family. <laughs> and spoiler alert, they actually kill him off. But who knows? Maybe he'll back. He'll be back. They've done this before in the series where they like you see someone blow the fuck up and they're like, never mind. So this movie doesn't fucking end. That's the other fucking spoiler, folks. That's one of the reasons do why they, I was like, I'm fucking done. Do they pretend that they're talking to Paul Walker in this one? <sighs> kind of. Oh, everyone <laughs> they, how long are we gonna keep doing that uh i don't know i've heard some people say it's kind of sweet where they're like he's dead in real life but he still lives in this franchise he's dead he's dead <laughs> he's family he never dies no one dies in this series but he's actually dead <laughs> he's actually dead uh one of the things they do in this movie is they they retcon um with Jason Momoa's character that he was the son of uh, one of the villains from the previous movies. So they go and they have footage of one of the previous. It's not one that I saw. I think it's like four. 
it's the one where they're dragging a safe around the city like their cars <laughs> like they just do that in these movies i'm like you you can't get a car to drag that shit and they're like shh, shh, shh. <laughs> oh oh there's a scene in the fucking movie where a bomb is gonna blow up the fucking vatican and i'm just like yelling at the screen i'm like just do it just blow it up blow up the vatican <laughs> just blow up the fucking vatican <laughs> why are we trying to save it why? yeah exactly and I'm, that was another thing i was like fuck this movie don't save the fucking vatican blow up the pope <laughs> don't fucking save a bunch of pets Pedophiles, you pieces of shit. <laughs> okay. I can just imagine you just getting really mad and being like, blow up the Pope! <laughs> so it already lost my favor there. Uh, anyway, so I was saying they showed footage from an old movie and they just like place like, it's one of those retcon things where like, you know, right over the shoulder of the camera where you didn't see Jason Momoa was standing there the whole time. The whole time. He was just there. You just didn't see him, but he was there the whole time. He was there. He was there. That motherfucker wasn't even famous back then. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fuck. That was, oh, that was the other thing that bothered me about this movie. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie, it says like 2011 up on the screen. Mm -hmm. And then later in the movie, they say that thing that happened in 2013 oh and i was like i'm horrible at math i'm like very very dyscalculic math dyslexic and i'm like wait a second were you gaslighting <laughs> yourself I'm like, in the something, theater no no because i know they're stupid <laughs> like something's off and that bothered me because i'm sure that this movie was shot a long time ago and that made sense when they said it usually movies take what two years on average well in a even studio. then it would be shot on the pandemic so it's understandable that it would be pushed back a bit even. yeah but uh but i'm like that opening thing that said 2011 was just like a graphic like you just could go have back changed and change that. it yeah like just go into a computer and erase that and put a different number in and i'm like it's, just, didn't do it's that? just a bunch of those stupid things. But So don't see this fucking movie. Like I said, the worst thing is, the movie doesn't fucking end. And they expect you to come back for the next Fast movie. Fast 11, or whatever the F11, waiting for F12. <laughs> F12 is going to be in this trilogy, because this shit's going to be a trilogy. Yeah, it should be called F12. If it's not called F12, you know they're going to be sitting in the room, and they're going to be like, well, we've named all the other ones F9, F11, and they're going to be like, oh no, guys, we have a lot of cops in this one. It's going to be called F12. Yeah, there's this whole fucking government factor, but the government guy turns out to be a bad guy. Spoilers. It's played by the same guy that plays Jack Reacher, and the Jack Reacher show i actually like that show a good bit yeah so good 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 for him but jesus christ so they expect this shitty story the shitty director i've heard other people say uh my my bro who went with me he said that he thinks this is the worst in the entire franchise and for a franchise this big that's saying He's something a, zach is dedicated to this franchise yeah he, he has to drag me to these even <laughs> even his girlfriend would not go see this with I'm him i'm on her side with this <laughs> like, one all the ladies did not want to see the fast movies and i don't blame them i was done after the third one i was like <sighs> do not ever show me one of these fucking movies ever again <laughs> Yeah, it was fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, they expect you to see two more of these and finish up this fucking story. And, like, I'm already checked out. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if my if my bro is able to drag me to another one of these. But. He's going to be able to because he'll be like, let's go to a... Let's go to dinner after the movie, and you're gonna be like, okay. 
I mean, everyone needs their bro times. He used to go to the movies with us, too, but he's been so busy. So hopefully we'll get his reviews in here at some point. Yeah. That'll be a treat for y'all. <laughs> we can get a, a real a real live Zach yeah, review. We'll get, you, we'll get you a review at some point. All right. So... I think we're going to wrap it up and in the episode, follow us on here, review our podcast, please. If you listen to it, it help, it'll help us a lot to get seen by others. Follow us on social media. You can follow me on Facebook. I post about the new episodes every week and I also post on Instagram. Patreon should be up by now. I'm not going to assume that people are going to be like chopping at the bit to get on there yet, but We have some cool things planned out and we'll see you all next time. Bye. See you guys.